Do you want to grow as a professional, get the promotion you deserve, or find your dream job, or maybe grow your business, finding new clients, or build stronger relationships with prospects and clients? Then this podcast is for you. This is Personal Branding, the podcast. And in this podcast, I help you to grow your personal brand so you can achieve your goals and grow as a professional. So hi, Katerina. Welcome. It's great to have you. Hi, Wendy. Nice to talk to you again. Yes. Well, I'm very excited to have you today. The main reason why I'm so excited is because I was very impressed by your organic strategy on LinkedIn for uh, your previous uh, company you worked for, Tana Commerce. So um, I think you're an expert around uh, content marketing. So I'm really happy to have you here as a guest and to learn more from you. But for the people who are listening, can you do like a short introduction about yourself, who you are and what you do today? Okay, I'll do my elevator pitch. (laughs) Hi, I'm Katerina. You can call me Kat. Um, I've been working B2B marketing, B2B social media marketing, content marketing for the past five plus years. And if you follow me on LinkedIn, you probably know I'm like a big fan of human marketing and rehumanizing brands. And that's basically what I focus on and what I've been doing for the last three plus years by now. So yeah, that's basically what I've been doing. Yeah, cool. And uh, so we had a chat uh, before we started to record this uh, this episode, uh, and we talked about a bit about content marketing, but also your experience with personal branding. So, what is your your experience with personal branding? How does it play a role for you, or maybe not? Can you tell us a bit more about that? So, my experience with personal branding comes from basically my interest in rehumanizing brands, which is something I found out like early 2020 was something I was like, oh, this is the next big thing. And that's what I need to focus on. And then I, I needed to focus on teaching my team about the person, the benefits of personal branding. So that's what I kind of did, but, and why it would benefit them in their jobs and in their life. But of course, to do that, I needed to start with my own personal brand. And that's a bit how I started. I started a bit with my own personal brand and trying to rehumanize it, so to speak, and being a bit more authentic on social media, especially mostly on LinkedIn, and talking about things that, uh, yeah, struggles of marketing and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how it started. It started out as an interest to grow content marketing and brand marketing on social media, but that's where I fell in. And now it's been three plus years and I love it. It's really great. And and you already mentioned it, right? It's, it, it involves content marketing. So you said humanizing your own brand, uh, humanizing companies, you know, this is all done via content. Um, so how did you start? Like, I mean, you were at the point when you were starting, you might not be an expert. Maybe there are people listening in a very similar situation. They want to do something similar in building their brand, but where to start when you want to create content or be visible? I think where you start is, um, for me, it's like you start with the topics you're passionate about and what you want to be known for. So I picked in the end, I picked like three topics. Um, which were, I think, initially it wasn't, but it's turned into one for the last year. It was like a burnout in the workplace and awareness over that. 
um, and then content marketing and just rehumanizing brands kind of content and anything I learned. And when I started off a few years ago, mostly I did things I learned because I was like, I'm not an expert, but hey, I read this book. I love this book. Um, here are my key takeaways. That's kind of where I started the journey was I would make little slides in Canva um, saying, talking about the book and my like five or three key takeaways from the book. And that's, I think that's really achievable for anyone, even if you don't have experience yet, if you're reading stuff, because like, I'm a little weird and I love reading like marketing books and like research books. Those are my like thing <laughs> and I buy them out of my own interest and that's what I do in my free time sometimes. So um, yeah, so I liked that part and I brought that part of my personality online and I would share those insights. Yeah, yeah, I like the fact that you're saying at that time I didn't feel like I was an expert, but I was learning. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is something we all recognize ourselves in, right? Nobody is an expert because nobody knows it all. Um, and, and it's a great way to start in that way instead of positioning yourself as the person who knows it all. Because then you're going to get stuck at some point, I think. For sure. And I still say I know nothing. <laughs> like, there's just, I don't know anything. Um, and I always end all of my posts and things with a question. Because, like, maybe someone else has a better idea that I can try out. Because... I don't claim to be an expert in it yet because like, I don't think you can ever be fully an expert. And there's also like things um, you might apply strategies and personal branding strategies and strategies on social, maybe to one brand account on LinkedIn, and then you apply it to another one and then you see it doesn't work. So you're like, okay, so it doesn't, there's no one size fits all anyways, personal branding anywhere. There's no one size fits all. No, no, no. And, and for the people who are listening um, and are not familiar with content marketing, can you describe in like easy words what it is and why it is so important? Uh, content marketing is uh, basically just creating content around a few key topics that you choose on the Internet. So you're writing stuff about things, explaining things. It can be... Um, Telling stories is really popular and works very well. Um, and all those kinds of things are content marketing. People sometimes get confused and think it's very complicated, which sometimes it is, but it's really telling stories. So if you think of it like that, I think it makes it a bit easier and more approachable. Yeah. Yes. Because I think a lot of people feel like it's something companies do. And yeah. Companies do it, of course, right? Often you see a marketer needs to have experience with content marketing or, you yeah. know, content creator needs to have experience with content marketing. But when you think about your own personal brand, content plays a role as well. So then content marketing is something that is important as well, right? That linked to personal Def brand. Yeah, definitely. Without content, you can't build a personal brand, right? Everything... If, you're, if you look at it, I'm going to start posting on LinkedIn. For example, tomorrow I'm going to start posting on LinkedIn. And you can't just go at it without thinking, what am I going to say? What am I going to tell people? And that is content. And I think people don't think of it as content, but it is. It really is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just written, though. It can also be video, of course. It can be those slides that I used to make and still do. It can be all those kinds of stuff. 
those are also content elements that I think some people don't realize they are. And sometimes they think it's just articles like on Medium or on websites, but it's really like everything on social media is content. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it helps as well when you want to be more visible and you choose those topics. So there's a bit of strategy behind your planning. It all sounds like very complex, but it's not, of course, just <laughs> no. topics and knowing every time when you want to post something, you link it to one of the topics you want to own. And then there is your content marketing strategy, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Pick three topics that I always tell people, I say, pick three topics that kind of somewhat relate to your job and is something you're maybe passionate in. I have, um, yeah, I picked burnout and then I picked marketing and then I picked my learnings. So it's really easy and basic and I can fit a lot of things into my topics, but everybody kind of knows that I will be talking about those things. Um, I have a lot of colleagues who have picked things like diversity or um languages or things like that that interest them but also kind of relate to their job so I always think that's really nice that you can pick topics you're passionate about but you also can relate it to your job because of course usually you're doing something your job because you like it so you can kind of relate things yeah yeah and um you already mentioned it a bit but you also help your colleagues to build strong personal brands so you you, you do workshops and, and give them tips and advice. What are your like top three tips? Because you said pick three topics. Okay, I have my topics. What's next? What, what should I be doing? Yeah, I, I've been doing workshops for a while and t teaching people. So my next tip is to update your LinkedIn profile. Because I think a lot is wrong there usually I even take people through if you don't have any experience with LinkedIn I will take you through like share my screen here's how we change it you share your screen and I will fix things for you um, my other tip would be to well before it was like find a scheduling tool because I know you guys are all busy but now LinkedIn has come out with a scheduling tool which is genius so I don't even have to recommend that I would just say then schedule a few posts because like now you can do it via LinkedIn and it's for free. Um, so just do it, like sit down one, one time like a week and do a few schedules. And I also say determine like how many posts a week you want to do, like, and then stay consistent there. And I know it's hard and consistency doesn't mean every day. You can really pick your consistency, but yeah, try to stay consistent there. Even I struggle with that <laughs> You look at my LinkedIn now, you'll see I've been struggling with that because I've been so busy with work. Yeah, yeah, I think that is often the biggest challenge, right? You get very enthusiastic, you have a lot of ideas, and then this one day you're like, okay, I need to post something. I don't have any inspiration. I don't have any articles, videos that, that I have like ready to pick up and, and write a post around it. What should I do? Like, uh, what's your advice there? I think it's uh, what gets forgotten a lot is to reuse content you've already used. So take something you've posted before and give it a new spin, give it a new life. You can look back on posts you've posted like months ago and just give them a fresh new take. Maybe something has changed until then. Um, what I do a lot is I write on Medium on, in my spare time and I take parts from my Medium articles and I make them into posts. 
So that makes it easy. So if you're already writing something somewhere else, like on your blog or on your medium, maybe, then you could take apart those things and reuse it and then link it to your, your own blog, like learn more here. But you can, there are many different ways you can reuse things. And I think um, once you create it, it's yours. So just use it again. Because I think, what was it that they said on LinkedIn? It takes four times until someone actually sees something. So, yeah, you th- might think people are paying attention, but they're not really paying attention. No, and you're never reaching your full following base. or No, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, how important do you think it is to make yourself visible with like video or images to give a face to the brand? I think it's really important. Um, I personally don't like video as much because I'm a bit shy, but I can do a lot of pictures. So that's what I've been doing. I did it quite a lot in the summer and stuff and I tried it out and I was like, okay, I feel comfortable with this. So if you want to take like pictures of yourself, either doing something or my approach was to put like, um, like a piece of paper or a whiteboard and write something like write my statement and then take a selfie. And I think that worked really well, but there I've seen so many different approaches on LinkedIn and it, does really rehumanize you because it shows the human behind the computer screen and I think that's kind of what we want some people think it's kitsch and stuff but it works and I mean we're all human in the end so we just, we like seeing each other at least I do when I see in my feed and I see someone I'm like oh I know you yeah yeah you know I completely agree I like that as well right when you scroll through your feed and you see a familiar face yeah always nice yeah and and what if people are a bit shy or they're not comfortable sharing videos or pictures of themselves? Because it's a big step, right? You said I tested it and I felt like, okay, I'm comfortable with this. Uh, I make videos myself and often people say to me, oh, I would never do that because it's so scary. What is your advice there? I think try a medium that you're comfortable with first and like dip your toes. I think my first thing was those slides that I used to make and I would put like a little picture of myself underneath it like every slide like my little tip and that was a picture of me with the tip and that's how I started so you can dip your toes a little bit and start to get used to things and then once you're ready for the next step you can take it even though like there might be never a time that you want to do video and that's okay like it doesn't it, there is no one size fits all. So it's okay to do something else. And I, I was guilty of this as well in the beginning where I thought, oh, everybody wants video. So I need to do video, but you don't need to do it. You can do your own thing and you can be successful at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're doing a great job with uh, the slides, like the, the carousel type of posts. Uh, and and I think I texted you at some point, like, which tool are you using to make those tools that you use Canva? Can you tell a bit more about the, the process and how you use it? Because I think it's very inspiring because the app is great, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been using Canva for forever, I think. I used it in university. It's really the perfect tool for marketing and even for university students, I would say. Um Uh, It's really my lifesaver because I'm not a designer and it makes it easy for me, who's not a designer, to make something really quickly. And um, yeah, it's really easy. I do it on my web computer and I do have a premium account, but they're quite cheap. So 
I would suggest doing that. It's really easy to remove backgrounds on pictures. Things that would take you normally like hours on Adobe um, take you a matter of minutes, I think. It's really nice. Yeah. And, and what is your strategy when you use it? Because you use the slides. Is there a, a specific strategy behind the type of content you create? Well, I've, um, when I went through, I was like, I'm creating myself a brand for myself. So I created myself a brand, which was, I decided that I wanted what font type I want and my colors. So I have like a color palette of like four or five colors and you'll see them on my LinkedIn every so often you'll see the same ones pop up and they're always the same. It's because that's my color palette. So that's kind of how I helped myself to create my own brand was like, okay, I need to be recognizable always. And that includes, of course, my like headshot picture on LinkedIn, where my background is like a purple color. That's one of the colors of my brand, my personal brand. So um, that's how I approach it is now I have like a template that I use. But of course, it took me a few years to get there. So I don't expect anyone to start off and have like, oh, these, this is my color palette. And this is my my uh, whole template. Yeah, I think it takes a few tries until you find the one and then you're like, okay, I'm happy with this. And of course you can refresh it in a few years. I don't think you have to be married to your color palette and your like template, but it's nice because it, people start recognizing it. And then um, there's that, oh yeah, that's Katarina. Oh, that's Kat, that's Kat. And then um, it really helps. Yeah. And, and like the, the information you're sharing in those slides, because there's also, there's always a lot of tips. It, what's the strategy there? As in, how do you prepare things like these? What is the key message? What do you want to get out of it? What are the thoughts behind it? Um, I think it's very focused on humanizing brands and that kind of take on everything, because, um, that's kind of what I want to help people with because that's something I see a lot in B2B that's not happening yet. And I'm like, okay, if I, I've, I read all these books, I saw this um, movie. Every time I'm doing something else, I'm thinking, Oh, this could be a nice like article. I, I think in terms of articles sometimes, and that helps me more because I'm a content marketeer and content just, I don't know. I just write an article about something and then I was like, okay, I can split this up now in like a canvas slide because I can, I have my tips. And um, I think that might be a bit specific to me and you don't have to write an article always, but I think you have to take lessons from your day to day. If something happened in your day and you learned something, you can use that to post on LinkedIn. Like you can associate that to some sort of marketing teaching or whatever sales learning um yeah it doesn't have to be so complex I think people look at it very complicated I mean I wrote an article about a movie I watched and I was like wow this movie's really good but the ad was terrible like the trailer it was terrible and after I saw the trailer I was like I don't want to watch this but then I watched it and I was like wow it's really good Why did it flop? <laughs> Because the trailer was terrible and their marketing was terrible. And then I started analyzing it. So I, there is, yeah, just every single time I find something that interests me, I'm like, okay, I need to put my own spin on this. Yeah. And do you also measure what works and doesn't work? Yeah, I do. I do. And um, most things that work are 
related to what I'm most passionate about, which is rehumanizing brands, because I think there's not too many people talking about it. So maybe that's probably why it's doing really well. So yeah, anytime I'm telling people how to set up a B2B LinkedIn account and how to grow that, that's going to do better because that's basically where most of my expertise lies, right? Yeah, and, and also I think because it's uh, it's something a lot of companies still struggle with, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of struggle there. Yeah. If there's people who are listening now and they struggle as well, can you maybe give some tips around humanizing brands as well? Like, Sure, sure. Um, I think uh, I have a lot of tips and I've written about it. Uh, let me think about it. Um, I think I would say, first of all, you have to think, what is my goal with rehumanizing my brand? What do I want to do here? Do I want to, what's my end goal, basically? And then from there you go, do I want, how do I want to approach this? Do I want to rehumanize my brand via our own LinkedIn accounts? Or do I want to use our, our ambassadors, employees? You can do both, but it's nice to find out which one you want to do first. I would always focus first on um, your own account because that's something that your brand owns and employees can leave. <laughs> so that's just the thing, right? They can leave. So I would focus first on your main account and then, um, yeah, just, and how do I do it? I would say... First, you have to start asking people for content from around the world. If you're a global organization, like what have you been doing nice inside your organization? Or have you been doing stuff for charity? I see a lot of companies, B2B and B2C, they're doing a lot of charity work. They're doing a lot of fun events within the team. They're doing a lot of uh, ESG programs and they do a lot of a lot of employer branding and things, but they never share it. They they really like try to hide things. And I'm like, okay, but because I, what I've seen that most companies think is that it's bragging, but it's not really bragging. It's just telling it, <laughs> telling stories basically again. It's telling those stories of what you're doing and the world should see that. But I always tell people don't fake it or don't push it if it's not real because people will immediately see that and they will unfollow you. Um, and then hand in hand, when you have that with your main account, I say people buy from people and people trust people. So then start helping your employees build their own personal brands. And it's fine if they leave because of their personal brand, because they got new opportunities. That's life. You've helped them. They helped you. It's all good. Um, think employers have to be less afraid because once you start letting employees build the personal brands, they become more connected to your company actually. And most times they actually stay and they're happier in their job. And I love saying uh, a human brand was not built in a day. So don't think it's going to happen in a day, in six months, in a year, it can take time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like that you mentioned as well that, building strong personal brand for your employees is still a topic that some employers are a bit afraid of like yeah they become more visible and then recruiters will, will come and get them yeah but They're... it's 
I think those people don't leave because they have a strong personal brand. They leave for other reasons. And, and it's, it's a plus, right? When your employer is helping you to build a, a strong personal brand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I asked this question to another guest in an earlier episode as well, but what do you think the future is for like employees and, and strong brands? Will this continue? Will it become more important, less important? Yeah. Uh- I've been saying this for a a while now, but I think marketing is done through your employees nowadays. So I think it's very important to encourage and give them tools to be able to build their personal brand because that's the future. And you see now that human brands, I love the quote from, um, is it Mark Schaefer? Mark Schaefer. I love his quote in a book that says, the most human company wins. And I think I really agree with that. That really speaks to me. The most human company does win because that's the, the company people want to work with and people want to buy things from because they believe in your whole compass, moral compass. And yeah, they want to work with you because they believe in your message. And I think that's the future. So you have to give them opportunity to build their own personal brands and it doesn't matter if they leave yeah okay they left but that's usually like you said it's usually not why they leave yeah plus they get benefits out of it as well right totally that it's a win-win it's usually it's always a win-win at least that's how i see it yeah yeah and um going back to content and personal branding creating your own content or writing a personal note to an article that you share which might be third party but that's okay what is the future there what will happen in the coming years you think in content marketing i think content marketing is heading to a way where it's also more human more focused on people um helping people and uh i see that a lot like like explaining things to people helping people those are the articles that usually like do well because it's like very educational and I think that's where content marketing should be headed um and yeah that's what I'm I'm putting my all my eggs all in that basket so (laughs) So, yeah yeah and is there still room you think for for new people to, to start to create content of course of course um I think um this is something they've said years ago on YouTube that I think it was 10 years ago they said YouTube was dead. Like nobody could nobody could create new content because it wouldn't work anymore. Everything's been done. And now you look at it and it's like everybody's doing new stuff and it's still working. So I think that goes for LinkedIn, for any social media platform and for websites even. Um, yeah, you can still come and be really good at your field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Looking at my own feet, there's this small group of people that you see quite often, and a large part of my connections uh, is not showing up. Yeah, That's the main reason because they're they're not active yet. So yeah, it would be nice if there's like a bit more mix, right? That there's more people being active and sharing their thoughts and and ideas with the world. Yeah, and I think I think I remember I saw the stat recently. It was like four or six percent of everyone on LinkedIn shares content on a weekly basis. And I'm like, that's, 
that's nothing. You have all the opportunity in the world on LinkedIn. I would feel like the other platforms may be a bit more saturated, but on LinkedIn, it's like a world of opportunity is what I like to tell people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for sharing. If there's people listening and they uh, they want to connect with you or, or ask you questions or continue the conversation, where can they find you? Mostly on LinkedIn. <laughs> you can find me if you search Katarina Sartori-Mensek, you'll find me. I'm sure Wendy will put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, you can follow me there, connect with me. I'm always happy to have more connections and, and exchange ideas with different people. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it was a pleasure having you and uh, some really interesting thoughts you shared with us. So um, I'll make sure I'll share your link to your LinkedIn profile in the show notes, as you said. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And thanks for chatting. This is a thank you because I was, you were on my podcast and I'm on your podcast. I love that. Yeah, comes, really comes around two years later. <laughs> there you go. That's how LinkedIn Right, so you stay connected, and of then sudden, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Wendy. Well, thank you, and for everybody who's listening, thank you so much for listening today, and uh, tune in again for the next episode.